0: and look before you love. Part 1 may begin where you must. So naturally, it would be that first moment of trust. It was she, her sandal slipping off her feet, at the edge of the bridge because there were too many people hanging up locks on the new love gate. And he, noticing before it did because he'd been to the last love gate before, but... It was stronger than this. There was that singular blink in time where it was she and he, her foot now too falling off the edge because the concrete below caught the worst of the sun, and he leaping through the crowd of people as she lost her hold of the new love gate, now tumbling to the waterfall below. He took her hand before she could be swept away into death as the gate took the cornered edges of the balcony support. But it was a big deal, after all. The new love gate had opened but an hour ago, yet it slammed into the water and sunk far below. It was not a failure of Argentina, but a failure to the hope that hadn't been reborn from the collapse of the original Ponte Art, and the threats that came with Paris' too-often removals of what was supposed to be eternal love locked in art. No city could capture that magic better than the deckled edges and golden windows of centuries-old brick halls and sprawling cathedrals, But Southern America had picked up the mantle through a private firm of ventures and built their take. Surrounded by the bubbling energy of the Gazoo Falls, with currents of silver and falls of platinum, nestled high above on a balcony decorated with such rich flora, it was the perfect place to concretize young love. Until it wasn't. The waters were hungry and not complacent, not with the encroaching metals hidden by wooden skin slicing into its heart. It was a betrayal of unforgivable proportions to a land that was only willing to share its natural beauty. His solid, grounding strength strangled all of the crossing fears, traveling from the girl's brain to her throat and her shaking lungs. His veins strained to pull her up, for she was too far off the edge when, in the recess of her mind, she fought enough of her own courage resurfacing through the tsunami of shock. She pulled her body over the edge at last with his help too, and he snatched her up by the waist and let them both fall mere feet from the panicked crowd. Now they were all safe. The foe and flimsy metal that had been the love gate at the edge left what looked like a giant monster's teeth marks as a warning to not try again. The sound of tapping nails against cell phones engulfed the silence as a sudden uproar of concern for she, Marcia, took over. People like speckles over the horizon surrounded her. Voices of all different dialects and levels of worry rose over the distant, infatuating sound of the falls as hands reached to comfort her. Are you alright, killing people over this? Too many to keep up with. All the girl could do was slowly stand, her knees knocking from fading adrenaline, and grab the closest hand and shake it on autopilot hold the mother's hand and pretend she could understand what she was chanting to her. Most likely the familiar and universal mother speak of, It's all right, baby, you're safe. Safe. What expectations that word carried with it, and the constant thought crossed her mind yet again with a special, pronounced heaviness, that it was impossible to Ever be safe in truth. After all, here she stood disoriented and rattled on a day that started so lovely and full of the promise of capturing as close to human magic as possible. A day intended for clarity and the mischief of a child, yet bogged down in more mire than days before, when she just wanted some daring photographs for her fairy tale scrapbook. Anxiety receded into a sudden need of finding and holding on to the one who saved her. It was so pathetic, but he was so ardent and endearing, and thoughts so unlike her big sisters told her to think continued, unending. "'What? Are you going to cry?' her own voice mocked inside her head. But it was quite easy at a time like this to ignore that dark narcissist. She found him in a blur of the corner of her eye. While well, just his particular hair like a beacon unto itself, he gently passed through open spaces between people until he found his way through the growing crowd to freedom, where he could perhaps try to watch for her from afar. Onwards his feet went, though without any sign of slowing. Maybe he too was shaken. Maybe he never meant to stay long. Wait, she cried. A seventeen-year-old who knew better than Zachary begging, but she could tell he understood when she meant, when he stopped, circled around, and his lips turned from a straight line simmering, and upwards, softly. Marcia had always been so small against the boys she'd loved, but after he welcomed her again inside the fortress of his arms, he was positively a giant American god. It's okay, it's okay, he whispered ever so often. It seemed time held itself still as the waters below slowed. The clear sky above rolled with new clouds coming from the south, black and thin, like sudden smoke over what all thought was now a mirror made of water. A sudden thought of foreboding, unluck, passed through her mind like the wind that picked up and went now, unbothered. But Marcia returned to time and earth when he pushed away the hair that veiled her face and stuck. Drying tears. She realized she hadn't quite taken in his face before, that there had been too much noise to focus. But it struck her that his was one that could be held, memorized. Imperfectly perfect, and oh, so much like a home she'd never known before. Why don't we go get some coffee? He whispered like it was an offer that was genuinely secret, but only because it was only and ever meant for her. It was the best spoken idea to ever bless her ears, she said with a smile. Marcia did not move when the paramedics asked if she was all right, as they'd come to survey the scene. She wanted to say she could not dream of ever being better, but instead she burrowed her face deeper into his plain, grey Henley. He hugged her closer as he asked them to check on the others, please. Thank you for listening to the Love and Stories podcast, and be sure to follow as part two of End Look Before You Love continues next. Links to more content and other resources are always in each episode description.